Hey, hi, hello. Previet. <laughs> How'd I do, Jim? It's so funny because nobody knows you were trying to say hello instead of um, hi, and it was so hard you couldn't say it. Oh, so my goodness. Awesome. It, it, there, there's so many different ways. We should tell people what we're up to, I suppose. Uh, hi, welcome back to Financial Straight Talk. This is the podcast, a.k.a. the second half hour of radio for Financial Straight Talk with Jim Fox, the president and founder of Wadadley Financial Group and Financial Straight Talk, the father of Financial Dragons, and the Financial Straight Talker himself. Jim, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, and please share with our podcast crew why we decided to speak in Russian today. That's right. Uh, last week's podcast, if you caught it, that we released on the uh, proposed Biden tax plan was very popular, so popular, in fact, that we broke through the iron... <laughs> Dude, maybe it's Putin. Maybe he's trying to use us oh, for intel. Oh, that would be, man, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. It is a public <laughs> podcast, so I guess we're putting it out there. But we finally broke through the Iron Curtain, and uh, we did also get a download down there in uh, Australia. So, oi! Uh, do we are Australian worldwide. That's we need right. to add that, right? Some, yess, abs- we are world- <laughs> what is the, uh, st- do you ever see Step Brothers? Uh, uh, <laughs> I forget what their business was, but it was something prestige worldwide. Worldwide. That's what it was. We're having too much fun here on the radio and on the podcast. Thanks for staying with us on the radio version on the podcast. Welcome. We're happy that you've downloaded. Make sure that you're subscribed on your podcast app of choice, be it Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just make sure that you search Financial Straight Talk and get subscribed to that so you can get the Financial Straight Talk every single week. And Mr. Fox, we're continuing our series on just some of the basics and fundamentals of eliminating debt. We've talked about that before and and just understanding how to eat the elephant one bite at a time. This week, we have four ways to help you save hundreds and maybe even thousands of dollars per year. It's hidden money, Jim, that is just right there for the gathering, and it's hidden in your monthly expenses. Yeah, it is. And just the reality is, look, we talked about debt. We're talking about understanding where you were at and how do we tackle it. But let's get real. It'd be nice to have some extra money to maybe pay off that debt a little bit faster. It to start certainly helps. Money. When you talk about snowballing the debt and everything, if you can get some extra momentum when you're pushing that first little snowball down the hill, it can make a big difference. It really can. And, you know, right off the bat, the very first one that comes to my mind, and this takes me back to being a young, young Marine, man, and that is bank fees. That's one of the first places you can go and look mm-hmm. and see if you are maybe being charged a fee that you didn't know about. Now, back in when I was a kid and I started working at Wustoff Hospital, Jerry, I remember when mom and dad took me down to Community Educators Credit Union, they actually gave me a toaster oven when I opened up an account, okay? And I remember when my mom died, I think we threw that toaster oven away. That's how long she had had that thing. But it couldn't spring for a VCR. No, yeah, the VCRs, by that point, yeah, no, it's still VCRs, yeah, so I don't know why I didn't get a VCR or a black and white TV. That would have been even cooler, but, you know, <laughs> the, little the push thing button is, is on used, and off power. <laughs> they used to give you stuff when you went to open up a bank account, right? Nowadays, it's like, okay, we're going to charge you X amount of dollars if you don't maintain this amount and, and this much more if you don't maintain that amount, and that's all about the fees of the daily balance, right? How much is your daily balance? And when I went and started looking 
looking around with clients and helping them identify this, Jerry, the range of bank fees blew me away. I met people that were paying $7 a month in bank fees. Okay, now, is that good or bad? I mean, I wouldn't want to pay $7 a month. No, for but, somebody to hold my money, I, did, I don't like that yeah, one bit. But the shocking thing is, is the top number was $45 wow. a month, Jerry. So $45 a month, your bank was charging you to keep money in that account. Absolutely insane. Well, hold when on there now. Are... Let's do some quick math here. You're better at it than I am. 45 times 12. I mean, we're talking about five six seven hundred dollars right yeah yeah just under six hundred dollars wow. and, and that, that's just money that you're giving away now understand something there are banks out there today that will let you go in if you set up direct deposit or whatever it is maybe it's usaa if you are either military or you have someone in your family who's military that you can get absolute free checking i mean why would you pay money if you don't need to and the other part of the bank jerry and this is something that I was guilty of as a young Marine is the NSF fees or the overdraft fees, oh, right? Yes. So make sure that you're not paying money for the bank account. And equally as important, don't be a knucklehead. And back in my day, I remember someone in the barracks always bought what we call the $60 pizza. And what the $60 <laughs> pizza was, was a pizza cost $20. You would write the check knowing absolutely certain it was going to bounce the first time because we didn't get paid yet and they would pay twenty dollars to the bank and twenty extra dollars to Domino's. so we bought the sixty dollar pizza that was the young 18 19 year old marines that would do that but well, marines gotta eat right system yeah absolutely Amir, you got to keep putting fuel in that tank now just a follow-up quick question there I've heard a lot of people talking about going back to local credit unions rather than big banks recently. What's your thoughts on that? Do you prefer a smaller local bank or do you recommend that you should go with, you know, one of the bigger ones? We won't mention any names, but I think people can probably understand who we're talking about. That's a fair question. And and I sit in the camp of local credit unions and I get pushed back on that all the time, especially from clients. I love going someplace that I know the people in the credit union. I know that the money stays in our area, and I love that. I mean, I am part of the same credit union that my parents were part of the Community Educators Credit Union. Their account number back in the day, Jerry, was 237. Does that tell you anything? <laughs> we go way, way back. Roots run um, deep. And, and you know what? With With basically the Visa logo on debit cards, you can use them anywhere in the world anyway. So it's it, the argument of, well, it's just a small time little bank. Those days are over with. I mean, you can use, I've used that debit card all over the world, Jerry. I mean, you name it and we've used it there. So I personally like having small credit unions. I like that if I were to go get a mortgage or if I were to go out and get a car loan, that I can go and sit down with the loan officer at the bank that the decision is being made as opposed to typing a bunch of stuff into a computer and letting the computer make the decision if I get that loan or not. Sure. So I personally like credit unions. Uh, the argument for banks are great as well, but I will tell you, I found that our local credit unions offer a lot of stuff and they typically do it at no cost. And to me, if it's free, it's for me. Yes, That's sir. the way I look at it. Yes, sir. That's a good rule to live by. The next point here, recurring payments. And this is where so much money gets eaten up. I'm guilty of it. I'll share a story about Amazon here in a little bit. But Jim, recurring payments, what is the best way to start tracking that and eliminating what you are paying for that you're not using? 
Yeah, it, it, the hardest part, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. The hardest part is figuring out where you're at and tracking it, right? Because we all sign up for the free Hulu. Because Maybe it's 99 cents for a year. Maybe it's something that comes along. Michelle signed up for something when she went and bought books at Best Buy. And next thing you know, we're getting Time Magazine. I mean, all kinds of weird stuff happens. But you've got to track it. For me, there was Pandora. Of course, there's Netflix, right? A lot of people have Netflix. The Adobe Cloud is something that I got caught up on. I actually use something called Epidemic Sound, which is a, a website that you like can use sounds, sounds to make in the, videos. In the era of COVID-19, Epidemic Sound. I yeah, don't know it's, about it's, that. But it's just – and it costs $15 a month, right? And these are the things that we forget about. And next thing you know, a year, two, or three goes by, and you realize that this subscription has been banging into your bank account and pulling money out every single or even worse jerry your credit card which you really sometimes don't pay attention to because maybe you pay it off in full or even worse you don't pay it off at all and you're just making monthly payments you don't see that balance trickle up by 10 or 15 dollars right but when we did the audit and we went through our bank accounts and we went through our checking accounts and we did everything to look at every single place we had money coming out I realized that there were a handful of services that we didn't use anymore. And I saved us around 200, I can't believe this number, Jerry, $200 a month in recurring payments nice. just by auditing my account. Now I use something called the Bobby app. So just like the name Bobby, B-O-B-B-Y. I input all my information into that. It makes me constantly aware of where my money's going. But you know what, Jerry? I think that for you, your story is probably better than anyone's because <laughs> unlike my story with Angie's List, where I spent 25 bucks a year for six years and never used it once, and, and it was, uh, sorry, too bad for you, you had a different... That's right. So I, at some point, must have signed up for HBO through Amazon somehow. I didn't know I could do that, but apparently I did it, or maybe one of my friends over at the house might have done it on my network I'm not sure but when I was going through all of my expenses I, I looked at it and I said hey there's you know 10 or 15 or whatever it was $25 a month coming out through Amazon and over the course of I think it was about a year and a half or maybe two years it added up to about $212 something around there well I called Amazon and I actually managed to get somebody on the phone and I said hey I've never used this. They were able to go in and see that I had never, ever used that HBO subscription. And guess who got a cool $212 refund just because I made a little noise about it? Yeah, and you asked. And that takes us back to our last podcast on debt. Sometimes the best thing you can do is call your credit card company, right? That's the best thing you can do. Always question, always ask, because you you don't know where you're going to – you might get told no two or three times, but sooner or later, someone may say, you know what? Yeah, that isn't right that we charge them 200 bucks for something they never used, and you'll get the money back. So exactly. to me, recurring subscriptions is without a doubt probably the biggest thing that's hitting people today because yeah. we all know Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. Hulu. Jerry, I have never logged into Hulu, but apparently <laughs> I had it for a year and a half, and the first year was $0.99, cents, and the next half of the year was $11 a month. And especially now because it's all done through your card. You don't feel that cash leaving your hands for these kinds of payments, so make sure you're on top of that. Uh, Jim mentioned the Bobby app. I have personally used the Mint app. We don't endorse any of these officially, but these are just some resources that are out there that you can go see it for yourself and see if that is something that can help you find some of that hidden money in your recurring payments each and every month. Jim, the next point here, missing the employer match 
on your retirement account. This is one of the biggest things because if people aren't doing this, they're giving up free money. Yeah, Jerry. And as you know personally, when an employer is matching you money, you want to take that free money, right? Of That's a, that, that was one of the first things you and I talked about when you really decided you were going to change direction of your financial life. And that's take advantage of the match. Always do it. What shocks me, Jerry, is I've sat down with young couples. I've sat down with older people and, and they're like, well, you know, my 401k sucks and I don't want to put any money into it. And I'm like, but they match you dollar for dollar up to 3%. Oh yeah, but it's a, it's a bad 401k. They're giving you, if you give them a dollar, they're giving you a dollar in right, return. Right. Th that is a great 401k, right? Because anyone that's giving you money is a great thing. And, and it's part of the benefit that you get when you work there. People always complain about their salaries, but you've got to factor in that, okay, you've got your insurance, and if you have a retirement plan and there's a match, if you're not taking advantage of that, you're not getting your full paycheck, really. Correct. Yeah, absolutely, because it is factored in 100%. But I have met people over the years, Jerry, that are leaving three... $5,000 just sitting wow. on the table because they didn't want to put money into their retirement account. And they're like, oh, it's not going to make that much of a difference. But here's what I want you to think about, because especially for our younger folks, and that's, that's you know, these kind of podcasts are really designed to take people from where they're at today to financial independence eventually. And, and let's get real. The podcasts are typically people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, right, that are really out there. Now, we know we have some folks that are retired that are listening. We love having them here. But right now, this is the story of having time on your side, right, and really impacting your life. And if you take just $3,000 a month, Jerry, say a $3,000 match that you're giving up, you let that $3,000 just grow for 20 years and every year you're just making that contribution. Do you realize that over the course of those 20 years, your company has put in $60,000 on your behalf? Sounds good, right? That sounds great. Now, here's the thing. If you're averaging a 10% rate of return, which is something that we don't really get into rate of return very often on this show, but let's just say because you're younger, you're a little bit more aggressive, and because you're a little bit more aggressive, you're averaging around, say, 10% per year. Do you realize that that $60,000 that your company matched for you is going to be worth about $210,000 at retirement? Wow. Jerry, that should blow your mind. You're not giving up a few thousand dollars today. You're giving up potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars in retirement. And honestly, Jerry, when I show people this, guess what they do? They go sign up for their 401k. They <laughs> go start making their contributions. And we always tell them, get the maximum match that you can. If they match dollar for dollar up to 6%, do 6% or 3% or whatever the number is, position yourself, build your budget so you can get that match. And if you don't like the way that the 401k is invested, you can get that match and then have a different IRA that you manage yourself and you can control all of that. I mean, that's the kind of adaptation and the kind of maneuvering that we're talking about with some common sense approaches to your finances. Jim, the last point here on this list, shopping around for a better price. This is just difficult to do. And it's one of those things where I personally like to work with people that I've known for years, people that I know that I can count on because, I mean, what's better than word of mouth and what's better than somebody that you've known for years? You know what you're getting. When it comes to shopping online for different prices and services and things like that, any tips there for our listeners who may not have friends in, let's say, the insurance industry or the mortgage industry? What's the best way to find those good prices? 
so you're right. First, there's a lot of noise out there, and that's something that people need to realize. It, it is definitely this whole topic is not something that you wake up tomorrow and the majority of people easily navigate through, right? You have to overcome, well, I'm comfortable that my auto insurance has been with this company for 20 years or 30 years or whatever it is. But I want to share my experiences with everyone because I think that should kind of help you make better decisions. So I had an insurance company that I had had for 15 years, Jerry, 15 years with the same insurance company, never had a claim, everything was great. And I ended up getting the big beast, right? The, the Ford excursion. And they did not want to insure the beast. They said that, that it was too much of a risk because it was such a large vehicle that if it was ever in a collision, it would cause a lot of damage. Now it sounded like a bunch oh, of. Oh, I thought you were going to say that they thought they were afraid it was going to go 150 miles an hour. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Look, we can only go as fast as the next gas pump. That's what you got to think about here. Go. But what I want you to understand is when, when they wouldn't insure the excursion for whatever reason, I went shopping around. And when I did, I, I got online and I looked at a bunch of different companies and I got the exact same coverage by a super well-rated company. I'm talking about great reviews from not only a financial standpoint, but also from the insured people that have the insurance. And I dropped my insurance by $970 a year, Jerry. Wow. That is a massive that's worth number. Doing. That's the kind of thing that's worth taking the time to do your research for. And you got to get out there and you got to look. So I know it's uncomfortable. I know that your mom and dad have used, you know, State Farm forever and ever and ever. And that's who my mom and dad had, right? But you want to check around because your money is something that you work so hard for. You've got to have it work hard for you. That also goes, Jerry, with the homeowner's insurance. Um, I use a local brokerage house here in every single year. I call them up there in Cocoa Beach and I call them up and say, hey, it's Jim. Can you run through all the companies that you do business with? and check and see if I can get a lower rate. I want to keep my coverage the same, but see if we can get a better rate on our insurance. And Jerry, I have saved hundreds of dollars a year. When the wind mitigation thing happened, I saved $700 that year. Wow. So there's a lot of savings there. Life insurance rates have decreased more now than they have in, in pretty much the past 20 years. So calling around on your life insurance, if your health is still about the same, yes, although you're a little bit older, what we found is you can save money on life insurance. But the one that I think we all see is possible to cut, Jerry, is cable TV. That is huge. So sure. many people out there have already. I don't think you have cable, do you? I haven't had cable since 2012 or 2013. I just I was the only one at my house and I wasn't watching TV. So I said, well, I don't need that. So just give me the Internet. And then now there's so many options. You can do YouTube TV. You can do, you know, like you were talking about earlier, Netflix or Hulu. The thing you don't want to do is pay more than once for the same channels that you're getting on another service. Exactly. And, and you know, when we did our audit now, now, unfortunately, my wife is a scroller and I'm still stuck with with TV and they did the whole bundle thing. And well, if you cancel your TV, it's actually going to go up in, in one of those kind of stories. Right. Oh, yeah. But I will tell you that we ended up doing an audit of our cable TV. We realized that we had HBO and we had stars. OK, Jerry, we watched HBO for Game of Thrones and stars for Outlander. OK, that's all we used it for. Nothing else. Neither one of those shows are around right now. Right. No, no <laughs> sure. Nowhere near. 
By canceling those two, we save $25 a month or another $300 a year. Jerry, if you add all of those up, if you really look at all that, we're talking about somewhere in the neighborhood of six, seven, eight thousand dollars a year yep. in savings just on some of the topics that we talked about here. And that's, that's just an average family. It is so insane to me when you look back at your own finances, when you look back with a critical eye and say, do I really need this? Do I really need that? Do I do I need Starbucks five days a week or can oh. I just live on four days a now, week? Now, Jim, right? you're not much of a coffee drinker, but your, your good radio host here <laughs> needs it for survival. And I have found so much joy. I've never been a Starbucks guy. I was a Dunkin' guy, but I found so much joy in getting up every day and making that fresh pot of coffee with some beans that I get right down the street at my local... Uh, they call it the nature's corner market and i get the beans i do the grinding i do all of that the night before i set my coffee pot and i just have my coffee at home I, a lot of people you know they're a lot busier than i am and but it saved me so much money because i'm not paying dunkin donuts anymore and i'm not doing the five hour energy shots because my mom told me not to do them anymore they said bad for my heart and uh that's the kind of expense that you can eliminate from your life and just save a few extra dollars and those dollars that mindset of finding those few extra dollars, it also has momentum. And you'll start finding money in your life that you just didn't even think about before, but you can use that money to set yourself up for a better financial future. That's really the name of the game right here, isn't it, Jim? It really is, and that's exactly where we're going with this. Now that we've talked about debt, we understood where we're at. Now we're looking for free money that we could that we could free up, that we could use in other places. And this is all part of that path, that march to financial independence, and it doesn't come easy, right? Jerry, you've went through this step by step with me. We've done all of this. We've talked about this. We spent countless hours in the evening talking about changing habits and doing things. And by doing yeah, these little couple, adjustments. A couple of those things finally have taken root. It's nice to it, be here. <laughs> yeah. And, and so not only are you in a better financial position, you're able to get the car that you've always wanted. I mean, there's so many things that have come from you making the sacrifices early on. But you know what? The work never stops, right? You, you're constantly right. adjusting. You're constantly making better decisions. You're constantly trying to fix something that you made a bad decision and fix that bad decision. But the key here is, is to understand that this is a journey. Too many people look at heading towards financial independence as the destination only. It's a journey. We have to get there. And the only way we're going to have a successful retirement is to create good habits along the way. Because if not, you're going to give all this money in retirement. You're going to have it all. And guess what you're going to do? You're going to go spend it because you haven't developed those good habits. And that's what we're talking about last week, this week, next week, next month, all the way through this year is how do we make a better financial you? And it all starts with making little decisions that have a massive impact. And next week, we're going to continue this march. And now that we've talked about freeing up some money, we're going to talk about things to do with that extra money. Maybe it's exciting things, Jerry, like emergency funds, right? <laughs> or maybe it's debt. Or maybe it's retirement, or for some people, it may be all three. But the point is, is we're every week going to build on this story. We're going to help people navigate the waters of the craziness that is personal finance and help them build a better financial you. We hope that you found the information on today's show useful. Make sure that you're subscribed to the Financial Straight Talk podcast. You can find us on Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. 
You can find us there. Search Financial Straight Talk with Jim Fox. Make sure you're subscribed. If you like, leave a rating and a review. That helps us out a lot. If you're listening to us on the radio right now, make sure you're subscribed as well. If you have any questions about your own personal financial situation, getting set up for a successful retirement on down the line, give Jim Fox a call today. 321-414-7526. That's 321-414-PLAN. You'll speak to Pam and she can set up a complimentary appointment with Jim Fox and you can talk more about your personal financial situation and how you can reach your goals in retirement. Jim, that's about all the time that we have this week for the show. Another great one. I'm always happy to be a part of it and grateful. For now, you get the last word. Thanks so much, Jerry. Well, guys, just want to take the opportunity to say thank you. We know that there are tons of resources out there for you to look into if you need financial advice, and we're just honored to be one of those resources. So if there's anything we can do for you, don't hesitate to reach out and ask. We're here to help you and serve our community. So with all that being said, on behalf of myself and Mr. Jerry Payne, I want to thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Financial Straight Talk. is a registered representative of World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Wadadley Financial Group is not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Wadadley Financial Group is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Fox, NPN Insurance License Number 243-4449.